Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, when Jesus died and rose from the dead, he forgave every single sin. And he conquered all of our deaths. And he destroyed every plan of the devil. In his crucifixion and his resurrection, Jesus fulfilled and revealed the very will of God, what God thought of you. That he wanted to freely justify you on account of Christ's work on the cross for you. Christ has suffered once and for all, for all people and for all sins. He's done everything you need to be numbered with the, with the saints of God. Everything you need to be called a child of God. Everything you need to live in the arms of your dear Father in heaven forever. Through his death and through his resurrection, Jesus took away every single one of your sins. And he replaced it. He replaced all of them with a perfect and holy obedience and righteousness that he earned for you through his bitter suffering and death. And yet, not all believe this. There are some who will tell you that this isn't the case. There will be some who will tell you that Jesus has taken away all of the sin that you were born with, but now it's up to you to make up the difference. Now that Jesus has put you on the right path, so to speak, now that he's given you a clean slate, it's up to you to live the type of life that's going to get you into heaven. In addition to what Jesus said, you need to add your own good works to it. Others say that you can't really be sure that you're saved. You can't really be sure if Jesus died for you specifically unless your life is completely changed and free from sin. And they say that if you fall back into the sins that you once walked in, that you must not have ever really believed or been saved in the first place. Sadly, you'll find different variations of this and nuances in almost every church body. Basically, they're saying the same thing, that Jesus' death and resurrection simply gives you a second chance at life and that now it's up to you to live up to what he's done for you and to live in such a way that will, that will bring you to heaven, that will make it to his kingdom. But this is wrong. Not only is this not in the Bible, but if you're honest with yourselves, you'll realize that this wrong teaching leads you only to despair. Because you know that you have not lived a life worthy of the gospel which you've heard. You have not lived a life that's worthy of Christ's resurrection. You've heard this gospel, the same gospel time and time again, year after year, and yet no matter how many times you've heard it, you keep falling back into your same sins. You haven't kept your slate clean. Since your baptism, you haven't lived as a child of God perfectly. You haven't lived the type of life that will make it to heaven. You've sinned a million times over since you've heard God's saving word that first time. So what happens when that happens? 
What happens when you fall back into the same transgressions and sins that Jesus saved you from time and time again? What happens when you fall right back into the pile of iniquity that Jesus pulled you out of? What happens when you get tangled in the cords of death that Jesus cut you loose from? What happens when you kill your heart again by pledging loyalty to your transgressions right after Jesus has revived your cold and lifeless heart? What happens when you bow your knees again to the idols that Jesus forgave your idolatry for? What happens when you respond with cruel thoughts and cruel words after Jesus forgave all of your anger? What happens when Jesus forgives your lust, but then you go right back to it and pick it up again? What happens when Jesus destroys all of your lies and deceit and covetousness with his forgiveness, but then you go back and you find yourself creating more of these sins? What happens when you flood your heart with the sewage of sin and blackness of guilt after Christ has already cleansed you and taken all of the sin from your heart? What happens when you fall back into the sins that you hate so much? The sins that keep dragging you down. The sins that keep sticking to your flesh that you can't scrub off of you. What happens is that you go back to the same Jesus who saved you from them in the first place. You go to the same Christ who is still risen for you, no matter how many times you've fallen. You go to the same Jesus whose sacrifice is big enough to forgive your sins day after day. You don't turn to yourself. You don't try and atone for your own sins. You don't make excuses for those sins or try to belittle or diminish them. You don't try and cover them. You confess them and you die to your sins and you cling to Jesus who gives you life. You go to Jesus who cleanses you from all of your sin and all of your unrighteousness. You go to Jesus and you beg for the mercy and the forgiveness that he so graciously promised to all of those who call upon him. His grace which abounds and covers all of your sins. You go to Jesus whose death cannot be erased by your sins again. Whose wounds cannot be covered by your transgressions. And so what happens now when you try to do better and you keep on failing? What happens when you go to Jesus and received his forgiveness, but you find that you cannot live a life perfectly as his word says? What happens when you know that Jesus forgave your sins, but you can't see any of the good inside of you? What happens when you try to fulfill those Ten Commandments in this new life, but you can't fulfill them all? You can't fulfill them in the slightest. Then you turn back again to Christ. And you look at his cross and his empty tomb. And there you see that when Jesus rose from the dead, he showed you what his death was all about. Through his resurrection, he showed you that on Calvary, he wasn't simply forgiving your sins or taking them away. He was also giving you his righteousness. 
When Jesus came to you, a lost and condemned creature, he didn't just sweep away the shattered fragments of the Ten Commandments that you broke so that you could just pick yourself up again and try harder again perfectly after you heard his gospel. No, when he forgave you, when he died for you, he gave you his perfect obedience to all of those commandments. He imputed his righteousness to you. He attributed it to you. And he pleaded for your forgiveness from the cross when he proclaimed it is finished. When he was crying out to his father that this great exchange is now complete. That all of the sins that you were born with, all of the sins that you've inherited from your parents, all of the sins that you have added to your life since then, all of the sins that you have committed before you heard the gospel and all of the sins that you've committed even after you have heard that precious gospel. All of these transgressions are no longer yours. They no longer belong to you. They belong to Jesus. And he dragged them to the grave and left them there. All of these sins and iniquities are now his. Your condemnation is his. Your unbelief, your idolatry, your lust, your anger, your scandalous life, your unchangeable past, your ingratitude, your death is now his. And as he took all of these things from you, from your heart and from your hands, he gave you all of his righteousness and blessedness and holiness Forever. In your hands, he placed all of the good works he did. In your heart, he placed all of the good and pure and decent and holy thoughts into your heart. And he covered you with the unchanging favor of God for you. So no matter how many times you've returned to your sins, no matter how often you've despised the cross of Christ by revisiting your iniquity, Jesus is still risen. Your sins, no matter how many, cannot put him back in that grave. So no matter how many times you've fallen before, keep turning to Jesus who has more forgiveness to give you than you have sins to sin. Keep going back to the baptismal font and remember how Jesus cleansed you from all of your sins even before you could sin any one of them. So for those of you who think that Jesus only forgives your sins once or that he only takes away your original sins, sins you were born with, if you think that his death and resurrection simply gives you a second chance at life, that it just gives you a clean slate, that your baptism simply puts you on the right track, that it's up to you now to work your way into heaven, I want you to know that you're wrong. And you should rejoice that you're wrong. Because all of the forgiveness Jesus won on that cross, he gives you each and every day through his word. Jesus doesn't leave you alone to make your way into heaven, but he's promised to pick you up with his nail-pierced hands and carry you through those gates. For those of you who think that Jesus only died for those who were good enough, for those who are Christians, for those who don't stumble and fall anymore, if you think these things, then you are in fact wrong. 
Because Jesus died for every single person in this entire world. He was slain for every sinner, whether you believe it or not. He has taken your sins away, whether you live up to that forgiveness or not. So if you're plagued by your sin and guilt, then know that Jesus died precisely for you. Even if you've despised his blood and his love and his salvation a thousand times before, remember that the death of Jesus erases those thousands of times, forgives the millions of sins, and gives you an eternity of bliss and happiness and glory. Because the tomb is empty, your salvation is complete. Because the body of Christ is not dead, you will not remain dead forever nor will any of those who have fallen asleep with faith in Christ. For those of you who believe that the death of Jesus wasn't enough, wasn't enough to take you into his kingdom, wasn't enough to wash away every sin until your dying day, you should rejoice to know that you are wrong. This Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, is no longer dead which means you are no longer outside of God's love and no longer outside of his kingdom. For those of you who worry that you must not truly believe because you can't stop falling back into the same sins, rejoice to know that you are wrong again because the proof of your salvation is not found in you or your hands, but in the hands and the wounds of Christ. His forgiveness is found in your baptism where Christ joined himself to you, where he washed away every single one of your sins, where he forgave you, where he saved you. So no matter how many sins you have, all of those who hunger and thirst for Christ's salvation will in fact find all of it. In the waters where Christ gives life. For those of you who believe that your sins are just too much for Jesus to forgive, that your sinful past is too hard for him to erase, that your broken heart is in too many pieces to fix, that your tears are far too many to be wiped away, that your death is much too strong to be conquered, that there's so much wrong in this life that God can't possibly work any of it for the good. Then rejoice, dear saints, because, again, you are completely and entirely and utterly wrong. You are wrong because Christ promised to make all things right on that final day. He has promised to erase your sinful past from existence, from the memory of your dear Father in heaven. He's promised to mend your broken heart. He's promised to wipe every single tear away. He has promised to put his foot and his nail-pierced heel on the head of the devil and death and crush it forever on that final day. He has promised to work all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. On that final day... He will resurrect your body from the grave like he resurrected his own. And when you resurrect, you will have none of your doubt with you, none of your struggles, none of your sin, none of your guilt, none of your sickness, not one of your tears, no more of your sadness, and never again your sorrow. 
all of those things will be left in the grave, lifeless. And you will live forever with all of the innocence, all of the blessedness, all of the righteousness that you now have in faith. Amen. No son of man could conquer death, such ruin sin had wrought us. No innocence was found on earth, and therefore death had brought us into bondage from of old, and ever grew more strong and bold, and held us as its captive. Alleluia. Christ Jesus, God's own Son, came down his people to deliver. Destroying sin, he took the crown from death's pale brow forever. Stripped of power, no more it reigns, an empty form alone remains. Its sting is lost forever. Alleluia. Then let us feast this Easter day on Christ, the bread of heaven. The word of grace has purged away the old and evil leaven. Christ alone our souls will feed. He is our meat and drink indeed. Faith lives upon no other. Alleluia. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.